Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure. Hey, everybody. Hey, how are you? What is up? We took last week off because... You know, you were itchy. I was itchy. <laughs> I had um, poison ivy. Poison ivy, sumac. But yeah, poison something. Poison stuff. Yes, poison stuff. And it was very stuff. uncomfortable. Yes, um, but doing better now. Got a shot, second shot in how many weeks? Like two. Two weeks. So, um, yeah, doing good. <laughs> better. Yeah, it's all gone. He wore a complete getup. I looked up, um, uh, what are these called? Lawn hats, like where it's got the bucket that comes down, and then it's got the attached, like, sheet in the back, basically, with a mask and everything. Yes. Uh, he didn't buy that one, but he did buy a camo boat hat. Boat hat? What'd you call it? it? It's a, it's a, um, I cannot remember what it's called. Anyway, but he had the whole thing on. He had his, everything was covered when he went out in the yard to spray some stuff yesterday. So, so far, hopefully, no itches. Yeah, no breakouts. No nothing. Doing good. So. So we just finished uh, eating dinner, and cleaning yeah. up, like literally right up until we push play. <laughs> um, so I have a question. It's yes. very, uh, very serious. Serious? Yes. Why are you acting like that when I say it's serious? Okay, sorry. Go for it. What is your least favorite chore? Oh. You talking? You asking me what my yeah, least favorite chore? Yeah, I'm is? asking you. Mm. And then if anybody else gets on, they can answer too. My. Just to waste time until people get on. Either. My least favorite chore is probably cutting the grass. Cutting the grass. Because I don't mind doing the dishes. I know I complain maybe about doing the dishes sometimes. But you don't complain. You just huff really loudly if I ask you to do it. <laughs> but I there's when um, I don't I do a lot of thinking when I wash the dishes. I think yeah. so. I normally turn on music and the kids are in there watching TV and I do the dishes. And yeah. So that's good. And I don't mind laundry. I just don't do it as often. You're doing better though. Yeah. See, I do I do laundry and. We what? split dishes 50-50. Maybe 50-50? <laughs> no. Yes, we do. No. Yeah, it is not 50-50. I do the dishes a lot. Twice a week. I do twice a week. Anyway. Dishes more than twice a week. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you three. But I am the I am the clothes washer. You I are. just don't do the clothes washing as much as maybe you would like. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know what my least favorite one is? What's your least favorite? Cleaning the toilet, which is why I don't do it. He does it. But boom, Um, but the thing I do hate is washing kids' cups and straws because it oh, those is, are the worst. It is the worst. 
I so, laugh because um, how many? I'll, I'll ask this question: How many times since we've been married have you put gas in the, in the car? How many times? Maybe once. Never. There has never been a moment where you have had to put gas in the car. I think there. No, there was one time a long, like very early on. Why are you calling me out on that? I'm not I calling you out on that. You literally just did. Well, I wasn't calling out on that bad. You literally just called me out. But I just think it's nice because you always did it for me. I did. So why are you complaining? I'm not complaining about it. I'm not. I'm not complaining at all. Rude. I'm sorry. I was trying to be. He's got nice some negative sweet. brownie points now. Like a negative brownie? Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so if you have a least favorite chore, you should tell us what it is. Yeah, post we'll it in the see comments. What everybody hates doing. Because, you know, Lord knows there's a whole lot of chore doing when you're uh, been quarantining for so long. Yeah. Even though those restrictions have lifted a little bit, you know, you're still stuck at home a whole lot more. So, mm -hmm. But if you're like us, you've taken advantage of that and been able to work on some stuff right now. So yep. kind of cool. It's a blessing in the midst of craziosity. Craziosity. <laughs> he went uh, there. Did you want to show the plant off? Because we become plant people. Yes. So everybody, you know, talks about what they did in quarantine and like the new hobbies they have or like the new skill they learned, like knitting. And some people started making like sourdough bread, which I kind of wanted to do that, but I kind of forgot about it. Plus, we don't do carbs very much. No. But anyway, um, one of the things that we have been doing is plants. Like our house is kind of overrun and this was a gift from my beautiful friend. Thank you. I haven't named it yet, but I'll, <laughs> I will get there. Uh, so, let's get down to business. Let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's talk. Let's do it. Let's um, talk about it. I, I posted this week, because we had had a conversation earlier, that um, that you were th uh, you had been talking about some issues with fear and the heart. Yeah. And um, I thought what you had to say was very good, um, but we but we kind of dove in a little deeper and got even deeper and went further. Even so deeper and even more <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about. I like we're, it. We're going to talk about fear <laughs> a little bit, but but let's kind of break it down. How do you want to start this thing? I don't know. You don't know. All right. I don't know. So we have been talking about uh, the heart. The heart is what connects us to the Father. It's how we hear the Father. It's how we uh, connect with God. Um, uh, that's uh, our heart beats with His heart. That's how we actually should be seeing things, um, because that's where we're. we're that's where we're. we're <laughs> that's where it's revealed who we really are. Yeah. And then we talked about what's pitted against the heart is our ego. Yeah. Like a, it's like your inner voice, like the one, the easiest one way to explain it is like the voice inside, you know, tells you you're not good, that kind of invents situations right. based like if you go into a group of people and maybe they don't respond to you the way you think they should, that inner voice is going to tell you, well, you're just too different, they don't like you, you're weird, you know, it's stuff like that, like that's an easy example of what that means. Right. And so the heart is a constant reminder 
um, that we're created in the image of the Father. We're created in his image, and it's a constant reminder that he created this as good, and that he is love, and therefore if he's love, I want to break it down real simple, if he's love, and we're created in his image, then that means... Talk to me like I'm four. Right. <laughs> if he's love, and he created us, and we're made in his image, then that means we are love. Like we are love. We are love. Uh, if his aspects of who he is is faith, joy, peace, you know, the gifts of the spirit that we read in, mm-hmm. uh, in scripture, then that means then that's who we actually are. And the heart is, is the response to that. It shows us that right. our ego, what she's talking about is that, that place where we constantly second guess that place where we constantly, um, look at, um, maybe how we've perceived ourselves, maybe from hurt and pain and things from the past mm-hmm. out of that, we perceive ourselves. So when we do get into situations, that's how we react because that's, you know, that's how we think we are. But the big picture of the Gospels, and this is what I think we have missed out on a lot, is that when Jesus shows up, he basically comes in and says, hey, listen, uh, what humanity has thought of themselves and what people have told humanity they were um, is wrong. (laughs) This is how the Father sees you. He loves you. And he showed that not only by the things that he said, but by his actions. Right. That's what I was supposed to say. I was was hoping you would bridge the gap. Oh. Okay, fear. One of my fears is public speaking and talking on live. So me doing this is a big deal. And it's, you know, even though there's not anybody else in the room with us, I don't know how many people are going to see this. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's a fear. And that fear comes from, you know, when I was a teenager, I was the only person like at church because back then church was your life right yeah and I was the only person like me at that at my church so I was constantly the one that was weird different and even though people loved me and they you know to them they showed me love right but there were things that happened that I did not feel love in right and all that you know over the years that made me quiet and that made me think that I don't have anything to say and that nobody wants to hear what I've been through or what I'm going through and so I just stopped talking and so me getting on here and talking to the camera and potentially hundreds of people um, that's still a big deal now if we were still in the church I don't know that I could do that I'm just I'm working my way I may never be there because that may not be what I'm supposed to do and that's fine right so we'll just kind of see but that's one fear and that's where I've had to search soul search <laughs> um, search deep inside and be like okay is this who who am I really am I somebody that is just gonna not say anything that's not gonna talk about all the things she's been through even though she knows that you know there are people that could benefit from hearing how I heal from things. Right. So. Let me ask, can I ask a question? Oh boy. (laughs) Sorry if my hair is crazy. It's really hot in our house. Um, so I know a couple things that we've talked about is because you brought up how, because we both grew up in the same uh, style of church, same denomination, so to speak, kind of grew up in the same, even almost same family type scenarios Mm -hmm. my dad was a pastor her her mom and dad both worked in the church so the same kind of thing that's all we've known all we've ever done Mm 
Um, but one of the dominant things that came out of uh, our church background is how the church would treat... Um, hey, Jeremiah, we love you too. Uh, but, but basically how church would treat women. Oh, yeah. And I, I guess part of my question is, not only was, because you were different, because... Um, uh, because you liked certain things that was different than what that church was into or whatever, they, they f felt weird about it, and so they treated you a certain way. There were certain things that was brought up and said. But also, uh, do you think part of how you saw women being treated in the, in the roles, um, the, the, the roles that they were given or the roles that they weren't given or, or, or the aspects of even listening to their voices, do you think that plays a part into that fear as well? Uh, probably like subconsciously, but I'm also finding out that there are a lot of things that bother me that I did not know bothered me until yeah. very recently when I started um, digging into some things. Um, but I don't really remember women really having a voice. And it's crazy that I never really thought about that until you just brought that up. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not. No, it's not a bad thing. It's good. I'm, it's good that you brought it up. Right. Um, no, I really. It's really hard because I know people are going to watch this. But it's all right. Um, I really feel like women were like a workhorse. I agree with that. They, you could be a Sunday school teacher, but that was it. Yeah. You could make food, which is all, those are all awesome things to do. Like, I'm not, do I'm not dogging that at all. Like, you should definitely do those things if you feel like that's, you know, your calling or right. a place that you can speak into others. But, like, I just, there's so much more that women were made for, and I didn't see that growing up. Because right. I know we, we've been studying and looking at, of Mary, and we've been looking at some other places uh, from uh, other ancient Christian writings that weren't a part, that aren't a part of the canon, but they were a part of church history and a part of the church uh, growth for a very long time. And there's some things that happened uh, in church history, if you go back and look, where you can see that uh, men were threatened by women and their voice and what they offered the church, and so they decided to write them out of history. Um, you know, case in point, Mary Magdalene is the first apostle. apostle. Um, and if you go back and read church history, um, you'll find out some amazing things that she did, um, to the point to where the amazing things that she did, uh, the church actually tried to rewrite history. And call her a prostitute. Yep. And back in, um, for, forget, I forget how many hundred. It was it wasn't a hundred years ago, but basically back in the in the sixties, uh, the church recanted and said that's not true because it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. They made it up. It was basically a guy's sermon, a pope's sermon, uh, that made that up. And so when you go back and understand that and see these things that that with Jesus it wasn't just twelve men. There were women and men. Women were the ones that predominantly funded his ministry. Um, just read Luke. We're reading Luke right now, right? It's our summer adventure. Um, it's the reason why... Which I, I am severely behind on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the reasons why I pick Luke is because it's one of the Gospels in the canon that talks more 
about women involved in Jesus' ministry because I think we need to see that. Um, but in my life, growing up, I can say that the predominant force that that made the church able to grow in every place that we were ever in was all women. Mm -hmm. There was my dad as the pastor, and then my mom, and then a group of ladies. They did everything, and they never got the credit for it. Um, they were the spiritual backbone, and that's the whole point in understanding how this thing works. Like, and it's what I'm really learning in the last five or six, however long this journey has been with us that we've been on, but. Um, we've the church has messed things up so bad when it comes to relationships and it's missing out on the feminine voice that should be happening and i think that's the reason why we're in so much trouble <laughs> because and let's just get real uh let's just make some people uncomfortable you want to make some people uncomfortable sure okay <laughs> when you read scripture and you read about the trinity right when it talks about the spirit the language in the original uh the way it was originally written is feminine and so it's showing us that god is beyond what we sometimes try to put him into we try to put him into human terms and he's beyond that we're created in his image and so if You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to you're gonna swallow have to that pill. You're gonna have to figure that out. You're gonna have to figure it out. And the problem is, is we've been focusing on the masculine side so much that we've left. And what happens? Like when, literally forever. Forever. And think about it. If 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 any in any marriage, if you just focus on the dude, what's gonna happen? Well, <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty. The happy wife, happy life thing does not apply. No, it's not how it works. No. And so it's all working to get, which is what it's supposed to be. And that's what the entirety of Scripture teaches us, that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it's all about family. The family, the family, invited us, created us, and invited us to the table to be a part of their family. So we're all together. We're working together. We're supposed to be walking this out together. So I'll bring up a, a Scripture. How's that? Great, great. Because <laughs> we're talking about fear, and we're talking. Well, about, we're supposed to. We're, we're supposed kinda, to. We're kind of just know this about us. We could tell you we're going to talk about something, and then yeah. something will happen ten minutes before we jump on here, and we will completely like not talk about the original idea. That's just just know that about us. <laughs> it's fine. But it goes with. It uh, does. It, 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 it all ties in. It all. It does. Um. Actually, all will be revealed. All will be revealed. <laughs> um, but let me bring this up because we talked about um, Dwayne. Huh? Hey, Dwayne, what's up? Missed you, buddy. I'm drinking drinking Armando's right now. Pour over. It's so good. Stoke Coffee Stoke. in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and Marietta, Ohio. <laughs> That's sponsored. Oh, oh. <laughs> sponsored. Anyway, but uh, we talked about. Because this all ties together. We talked about, because you said, talk about uh, uh, the difference uh, from your heart and your ego and the fear of public speaking and doing things like this. Yeah. And um, and stepping more into who you really are. Yeah. So, um, Second Timothy, Paul wrote to him, and almost in this, 
almost you could feel the same kind of thing going on. Like Timothy is uh, trying to wrestle with um, being who his heart says he is, who the Father shares with him that he is, and wrestling with this ego that he's just not enough because he's a young guy and he's he's doing work in this city. And Paul writes to him and says, I, I, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid hands upon you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Will never give you the spirit of fear. Never. What translation is that? This is the Passion Translation. Okay. I like that. Did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because sometimes, like, okay, what happened last Tuesday was, you know, tons of stuff about um, child abuse came out, and I literally just kind of shut down, and I was extreme, like, it just caught me so quickly, and so when you said you were super itchy, I was like, okay, great, because I really don't know how I'm going to get on and what I would even say because right. I'm so caught up in this and I don't feel bad about that like I you know you shouldn't fear and right if you are then there's something wrong no it's just being human right but I like you know but there are ways which I think we're going to talk about that there right. are ways to snap yourself out of that and to take back your power basically right but I like that because even if you can't if you're so like in the moment bound up by fear or anxiety depression whatever I just like the way it says that God will never give you the spirit of fear right so you can like it even talks about that in the Mary Magdalene revealed book having like a a touchstone phrase that you can just repeat over and over and over until you are out of that and I don't know there's something about the way that that reads that really just popped out at me well it's it's good because we know we automatically recognize where the confrontation is coming from it it, the father is not sending the fear and so it's coming from somewhere else and a lot of times where the fear is coming from is that battle where you're contending with who you really are yeah um you're contending with who the father says you are right um you're contending with um what you can do and um, a lot of times we start thinking and, and operating in that t- um, panic kind of fear. Yeah, that's and that's what was going on with me. Yeah. It was complete. And sometimes it, it sometimes the best way to take that on is to stop, recognize yeah. it, stop, drop, and shut down, open up shop. <laughs> I mean, no, really, like, you just, you stop, you drop, shut down the thoughts, you know, and, like, open up who you are, open up your heart, open up, you know, either to yourself or to someone that you can talk to, so I just pulled in DMX. You did. Hey, Jason, how's it going, man? Hey, Jason. Um, You know, I I like how our friend Eric Reeder talks about how um, sometimes when he gets in those moments, what he likes to imagine is, is he stops... He drops. No, he stops and he sits <laughs> almost like at a bus station and he sees all those things that are in that moment, like yeah. the anxiety, the depression, right. the fear, whatever it is, and then he'll he just 
allows them to get on the bus and leave. Right. And he and and so he's not ignoring the emotions. He's not ignoring no, the feelings. You acknowledge them, and but you don't judge. You don't judge them, and you don't interact with it. Right. You don't go on their field trip. Oh, did you just say that? I just I just said that. That was don't reader. go on their field trip. I got it. I said it weird. <laughs> but no. Um, you, you don't go on the bus trip with them. You 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 stay at the bus stop waiting right. for the place that you get on to go where you want to go. Right. Don't go with the fear. Don't go with the anxiety. And trust me, I understand that that's easier said than done. Oh, for real. It's yeah. hard, but you. But I'm telling you that you can do it. And the way to do that is looking more from your heart, mm -hmm. from seeing who the who seeing who you really are, and letting go of what everyone else is trying to tell you that you are. Right. And we talked, it was a couple weeks ago, um, we talked about like an easy way to start practicing that so that you can utilize it in the big moments is to start examining like small reasons why you're annoyed. Right. Like if someone does something and you're just like, oh, just stop, watch the train of that annoyance go by and be like, why does this really bother me? And if you, you know, you might find that there's something that is reflecting your inner working or whatever right. or it may just be that you're in a bad mood and you just need to stop right. like you just need to let it go because it's really not that big of a deal yeah most of the time when we when we want to go to war <laughs> Dwayne said don't hop on the bus Gus make a new plan stay in. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing that's awesome um but uh, a lot of times, the things that we want to make war with are the things that we're really struggling with. Because it... Personally. Personally, yeah. right. We see it, and it's like people. we want to fight it. Um, some it's of, easier to fight it in yes. someone else than it is to fight it within ourselves. Because... To acknowledge yes. it and say, oh, maybe I'm just being a butt today. Right. Maybe that's me. Because one of the greatest tricks that religion has ever pulled is the lie of scapegoatism. Because we love scapegoats. Because if we can scapegoat somebody else, if we can scapegoat somebody else and make them the bigger sinner, right? Mm -hmm. It makes us feel better. Right. And that's not what Christ came to do. Christ showed up and said, you know what, guys? Scapegoatism, that's really an apostasy. It's really heresy. You know what really works? Love. Love is the final answer. Love alone is credible. Love alone works. Love is the only one. Love is the only thing that does it. And he showed us the right way. Right. And he, he gave his life in love. So, I don't know. I think that's the problem that we have is because there's moments when we can work on ourselves mm -hmm. and see those things. And then we, and, and, and instead of working on them, we start pegging it on other people when we go to war and then that's our scapegoat and it's almost like our appeasement for what's going on in us when really we just need to focus on us and get that fixed so we can see who we really are right i agree <laughs> hi sean jones what's up buddy <laughs> got a zero reunion going on <laughs> yeah just need, just need a few more oh uh, you can Bust out that coffee. Um, so did you want to you did you want to hit that First Corinthians scripture, or do you want to go somewhere else? Uh, 
I will tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she needs well, some Well, this caffeine. thing is a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Sorry. I didn't want to. Um, Does that tie in with where we're at? Or? Um, well, I guess it can. Um, okay, so 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7 says, and just this might not sound like it ties in, but we're just going to start something We'll make it tie in. How yeah. about that? Um, I planted and Apollos watered, but it was God who caused the growth. Therefore, neither the one who plants nor the one that waters counts for anything, but only God who causes the growth. Sweet. So, I'll tie it in. <laughs> you start that train, and I will hop you on. You hop on it. I'll All hop right. on the bus, guys. So, in the flow that we're, we're in, we've been talking about fear, we've been t- talking about um, how the Father doesn't give us fear, um, stepping into who we really are, operating from the heart that connects with the Father. Um, and in all that, there's times in our life when we have folks that speak into us, right? Yes. It's like, you know, Paul's talking here, he said, you've had me, you've had Apollos, they've all watered. But the real connection that you need is who? God. God. That, that's where the real connection is. And so how that ties into what we're talking about now is in this moment, right? In this moment, mm-hmm. uh, you've got uh, COVID, you've got uncertainty, you've got unrest, you've got all kinds of crazy economic stuff, you've got uh, this side, that side, uh, racial unrest. You've, it, there, so there's a whole lot of opportunity for fear to happen in this moment. Yeah. And it's real easy to live from that. Um, and then on top of that, right? Church is different. We're yeah. doing church different. Um, and that wigs some folks out big time. Um, I, it's one of the craziest things that, that, you know, I know for the last, you know, at least my, I'm 45. So my entire lifetime that I've been able to understand Christianese. Yeah. <laughs> and when people say it. The big thing forever was, the church isn't four walls. The church isn't a building. The church right. isn't. And now we're forced to actually live that out. Be out of the four walls. And <laughs> people have lost. They done lost their mind. <laughs> what do you mean the church isn't a building? And So anyway, that's my whatever. We could go places, we could but, go we're places but we're not so we're you can the, DM us if you really want to talk about it. <laughs> but I know it, it just really wigs folks out. And we are in this, let's just be real. We're, we are in a new season, a new wineskin. Uh, uh, the truth hasn't changed. Right. But it's new opportunities to go even farther than what we've had before. Um, and so in the midst of all this, it's easy to latch on to our Apollos or our Paul mm-hmm. or our whoever and forget that it's your connection. <laughs> it is. It's your connection, your heart with yeah. the Father. That's so important. You are the one that's responsible for your growth. Yep. Um, and so that's why in the midst of all this, you could, you could be a cynic or you can be hope-filled. You could be a cynic and look at all the whatever and, and go down that route. And, and continue on and, and make and make uh, Apollos and Paul and all these others and put them on this high platform and you completely leave out the Father. Right. And that's seriously depending that is, so much on other people. Right. To you, 
to give in to you, to feed you, to right. You know. And that's and that's not negating community and time no. together and connection. We need that. We need that. Yeah. Um. But when you place all responsibility on other people to to feed your spirit, then you're only taking in what other people say about you, and that is ego. Right. You're you're you are you are putting other things and listening to what other people say you are uh, or say who you're supposed to be yeah. and not listening to who the Father says you are. Right. Um, and so that's a very dangerous place and honestly that's the beginnings of religion. Yeah. And that's why we have so many denominations and so many, so many different things. And, I, and, and it's scary because once again, I grew up in the church lived in the church literally did they lived in the back of the church one time because they sold the parsonage and we moved into the church <laughs> but I, I say that because i've been in it and know it i love the church um but i know that there's been teachings where it says that it's dangerous to trust your heart to trust your connection with the father and i'm gonna call that hogwash and say it's actually the opposite um, the heart is good because the Father says it is. The danger is when you um, when you start either congregating under a certain personality or isolating yourself to where you want nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it like it, it's it's family. We come together as family. We work as family. We communicate as family, and. There might be times when my heart comes up with an idea that's a little crazy. But guess what? I'm in a relationship where there's conversation and understanding and that thing can be worked out. Yeah. The moment that we start, the moment I start placing demands and I say, Lindsay, um, I know that you want to uh, explore and, and, and express your heart and everything, but here's these one, two, three, four, five things that you have to do to make sure that you're in what happened it completely it would you know kills the dream it kills the joy the mystery kills the adventure, adventure. kills the, ex the exploration yes um but what did you, um, jesus said listen guys love god with everything you got love your neighbor as yourself why have people made that so hard do you like what i'm doing with my fingers Okay, so I moving on. So, um, it's just we make things so complicated when it's so easy just to be real. Jason says you can worship God anywhere. It's the people, not the building, which is important. Exactly. You got it. That's right. Exactly. And I can tell you why. Tell us why. First Corinthians six thirteen says, "Don't you know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit has its home in you?" Right. So why do we even need? Why do we need four walls? Why do we need a building? We don't. 
sorry, I went there. I mean, they're good things to have, but I'm saying like, if you can't be in your building, that is not the end of the world. It's actually forcing you to do what you're supposed to be doing anyway. Right. The, the building is supposed to be a function out of the heart of all the people. Yeah. The moment the building becomes the heart is the moment that it loses its um, usefulness. Yeah. And that's what's happened, right. is, is the buildings become the heart and not the people. Um, and so I, what I want to encourage you in is no matter where you are, if you're listening right now, where you're at in your neighborhood, you're the church, who you connect with every day. Even if it's just waking up in the morning, coming out of your car, you see your neighbor across the street and you tell them hello and ask them how they're doing or uh, just, you know, as you see them and tell them, hey man, how's everything going? Jump in your car, take off and you pray for them that day. Guess what? You had church and you connected with them. Two, one or two were gathered together. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly what, and the early church those were the things that they were doing, and they consciously recognized that when they were out amongst with each other and walking around, they recognized that that was it. Right. Did they come together and hang out? Yeah. They came together and, and hung out great. in the patio right. of the of Solomon's porch. Yeah. Um, but that's that wasn't the thing that they did all the time. What they did all the time was sat at a table and ate a meal together and talked about love, life, who they really were. Because that's what Jesus showed them to do. Right. Eric's, uh, Eric's on here now. Eric equals, or no, Eric equals. Church <laughs> equals connection body. Yep. That's right. So, when it comes to, um, when it comes to this process of trusting your heart and trusting that connection with the Father um, and stepping into I'm actually going to grow and I'm going to take responsibility for my mm -hmm. spiritual growth. And, and it's great that I connect with my Apollos or my Paul, but the deeper picture here is it's, 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 it's my heart connecting. It's my family connecting and, and we're growing together. And I like what you wrote uh, here that, that we can't, we can't force other people to do that. Right. Like, um, we want them to use their heart to make that connection. Right. We can we can offer help and healing and, and walk with them, but it's their connection. Right. So instead of trying to control a person or their situation, we need to love them and walk with them and, you know, get messy. Like, I think that's one of the biggest, well, a big problem is that people are too afraid to get messy in someone else's walk right and that's what we're supposed to do right and we try to set down rules and regulations and laws and all that out for them but really it's god the one that right changes the heart right it's god the one that brings healing it's god the one that, that opens eyes so they can see who they really are it's his holy spirit the one that's working um that's something that can't be forced um what happens when you start placing laws and regulations and rules, when you start setting that down, it, it develops what's called a sin consciousness, mm -hmm. where that's all they focus on right. is that. But, you know, we talked Sunday. Jesus never really dealt with sin consciousness. The only times that he really starts talking about sin is when the folks that he connects with overcomes it and he celebrates it. 
right? It's like, you, you got it. You See? I told you this is who you really are. You got it. Yeah. That's when he that's when he recognizes it. There's never a moment when he, he looks at him and says, you dirty dog. Like, if you do this, I mean, those were, those were his, um, those were his connections. Right. Um, Eric said, many go to a building on Sunday, but connection doesn't happen. And Dwayne said, connection takes a lot more effort than showing up at a building. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Connection's messier than coming to a building for a show. Yeah. Yep. Because connection means that in the midst of even all of this, we're making phone calls. We're, we're doing things like it's, this. It's we're, constantly showing that I see you. Yeah. Like, I see you. I see your struggle. I see your, your triumph. I celebrate with you. Right. I weep with you. I grieve with you. Like, that's connection. teaching me how to, to, to continue on another day. So Instead of being on here for two hours. Right. Um, but let, let, we'll close with this. First closing. No, there's just going to be one. We read that scripture in First Timothy. Um, and I want this to be an encouragement to you. That uh, the Father doesn't deal in fear. He deals in love. And so right now in this moment with... You know, everything that's going on, everything that's happening, um, you know, maybe maybe you're still in that anxious state. You're still uh, questioning what's next, questioning what's going on, uh, what happens. Um, do, do what Reader's on right now, so <laughs> uh, do what Reader, uh, we said Reader gave the example of sit down at that bus stop and... See park those, it like park sit it, down on the bench sit down <laughs> on the bench see those things in front of you and see the fear the anxiety the all of that recognize it see it and then allow it to get on the bus right. and you stand still and you wait for your bus to come and you you hop on it and go where you need to go um god's giving you love he's giving you power he's giving you a sound mind it's yours that's who you are he's love created you you are love he is power he says you have power right and then he's telling you that you have a sound mind and that sound mind is christ the that's the word mm -hmm. the word god's mind made up about you that that's what you have okay and that connection comes from your heart that's how we see and so live from there step into that hope walk out the other side. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Really glad you got to connect with us. Yeah. And, uh, um, like Lindsay said, we do see you. We love you. Very um, much. You are valued beyond measure. And, uh, you're free. And, and you're uh, good. Yeah, you're good. So wake up tomorrow and realize that and uh, take on the day. No limits.
There's no limits to the hope that you can bring to those that are around you and the hope that you can bring right there in your life and with your family. Right. Um, t- tomorrow morning, around 8 o'clock, the next episode of The Chosen drops for the, um, uh, the Watch Along. Watch Along. So check that out. It's really super awesome. Uh, other than that, hey, we'll see you guys 10.30 Sunday morning. You don't want to miss it because I'm going to talk about... I thought you were done, so that's why I got to turn it off. <laughs> I'm going to talk about um, what sometimes can be misconstrued as the end of the world. But it's not. <laughs> we're going to look at Luke chapter 21. And uh, we're going we're to see some good stuff right there. So. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure.